1: locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the podcast. A lot to get you ready for when Washington comes to town to face BYU tomorrow afternoon at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Kickoff on ABC or ESPN two. If you live in the East Coast, you'll be on the ESPN two. Otherwise, expect to see this game on ABC and. Should be an exciting game. Going to hear from Coach Chris Peterson from Washington, part of his press conference talking about the Cougars earlier this week. We'll get to that. Normally, we'd have a opposing media member on today's podcast due to some scheduling with media members flying to Utah. We're unable to sit down with anybody, so it's all me today. We'll talk about the Huskies a little more in depth, what to see from them, what to expect, and opposing players to keep an eye on as well. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the show. Brought to you today by our great sponsor, I t- our title sponsor on the podcast, Deseret First Credit Union, also brought to you today by our good friends at Vivid Seats, as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about all three of those companies as today pod- as today's podcast rolls on. All right, with that, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for September twentieth, twenty nineteen. <coughs> What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the podcast. BYU getting ready to take on Washington tomorrow afternoon. Kickoff scheduled for 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, TV plans for this game is it's called a reverse mirror is how they call it. But if you live pretty much anywhere west of the Mississippi, you will see this game, expected to see this game on ABC. Otherwise, the game will be televised on ESPN, two for those of you on the East Coast, etc. So a big opportunity for BYU to strike another big win on national TV if they're able to upset the Huskies. But I have to say, the Huskies look very good coming into Provo. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about personnel here in just a minute. But uh, first things first is Washington's been a very interesting team so far. They beat up on two lesser opponents in eastern Washington and Hawaii. And I know that Hawaii already had two wins. Wins over Pac-12 teams, but they uh, showed last week that when they went up against one of the elite of the Pac-12 conference, they couldn't hang. Washington rolled to a 52-20 to win over the Rainbow Warriors last week. Their lone loss on the season is their Pac-12 opener that they lost to uh, Cal and an absolutely wild game, game delayed multiple times due to weather. I uh, didn't finish the game until the wee hours of the morning, even on the West Coast up there in Seattle. So, game you take a little bit of a grain of salt. Them losing a close one to Cal, but all the same, they still did lose it. And now they come to Provo, and this will actually be their first road trip of the season. And that makes for an interesting situation all the way ar- all the way around in my mind. That how will they adjust to playing on the road? Uh, they got a veteran quarterback in Jacob Easton, a guy who has played at George. Georgia, now the starting quarterback at Washington, I highly doubt he'll be rattled coming to Provo having to play at some of the best venues in the SEC as well as the Pac-12 in his career at this point, but... We'll see what happens with that. Washington also comes to town with some hometown flavor on their roster. Four uh, current Huskies are Utah natives. Uh, Speaking of Pukunakua from Orem High School, Ty Jones, formerly of Provo High School, MJ Tafisi out of Alta High School, Nuu Tafisi's nephew, BYU strength and conditioning coach, Nuu Tafisi, that is, and then Sam Taimani, a defensive lineman from East High School. So there are three guys with local ties on this roster. And all three of them have played a pretty significant role so far in their careers for Washington. Ty Jones is the guy that you probably won't see against BYU tomorrow. He's been dealing with multiple hand injuries. And expectations are he probably could miss the upcoming season altogether. Oh, not the upcoming. This season altogether. So just an interesting situation all around as Washington comes to face off against the Cougars. BYU carries a lot of momentum into this game. Having two overtime wins in a row over USC and Tennessee. And... I have to say, though, looking at Washington, this is probably the second most talented Power 5 team BYU will face this year. Washington has got a lot of talent. Chris Peterson has done an incredible job building up the Huskies into a a program that just simply reloads. They don't rebuild, really. They lost two four-year starters at running back and quarterback, and they just put in a five-star former blue-chip number one overall recruit at quarterback as the replacement there. And they've kind of gotten by committee with the running back position group, but they haven't missed a beat there either, so... It's just an interesting program all the way around coming to Provo and it's a big opportunity for BYU and I think Chris Peterson also understands that coming to Provo. It's a big opportunity and a big challenge for his team in their first road trip of the season. Let's get to some comments now from Chris Peterson. This was from his press conference earlier this week. Uh, Thanks to UW Athletics, Washington Athletics for posting this. So Here you go. Some of the thoughts and questions and comments from Chris Peterson regarding the BYU matchup this week.
2: BYU, how are they a different team
1: than the one
2: you saw? Yeah, well, they're different on offense for sure. They've definitely changed, tweaked their system. Um, they were so really heavy run oriented, and they still want to run the ball, um, but it is different. There's um, certainly some carryover, but it is different. I think the quarterback makes him, makes him better. He's a, he's a really good player. He can He's super athletic, um, gets the ball out quick, he, you know he's he's got some oxy to him. I mean he's so I think that that on um, on offense, so they are significantly different there. And then on defense, um, you know, they have a lot of guys, they have a lot of guys back, but they also play a lot of guys, which is you know something that we kind of like to do around here. But they they have a lot of depth. They'll rotate a lot of guys at all positions, certainly in that front seven, and. Um, and I think that helps them, and so they've been doing that. You know, Kalani's a defensive coach, and they're kind of running this stuff. And uh, you know, second, third year into it, is do it better. You were there with BYU, or excuse me, Boise. You played down there, mm-hmm. you faced them yet at that Washington mm-hmm. change thing? going down there. Well, it's good. It's a great place to you know, great place to play. It's an awesome stadium. Really good fan base. Obviously. And so um, that's what you think about it, you know, big-time football game. Is the altitude thing, is that a real deal, or is that just something that – That's never really – that's never bothered us. I, I don't know. Like, And I'm talking about when we go to Wyoming right. and those type of things. So, I mean, maybe maybe the kickers like it more and feel that. But, you know, other than that, I don't think I've really noticed anything.
1: When you look at their offensive and defensive defensive efficiency numbers, they shouldn't be beating the likes of Tennessee and USC yet. They're they're getting the job done. What are are you seeing that's beyond kind of the the numbers?
2: Yeah, that's why I think the stat thing and all that is for the birds. Um, Because just, you know, I mean, I think they play hard. They're super competitive. They keep the games close and then they go win them at the end. I mean, and that's... You know, that's what you want your team to be able to do, compete like that. I mean, it doesn't matter you know, how much you're throwing, how much you're not. Um, I think they, they just play hard and they've kept the games close and had a chance to win them at the end. And, and both have been really impressive wins, right? I mean, at the end of that Tennessee game, man, they came back out of nowhere and got it done and, and then you know a little bit with the SC thing as well.
1: You use those as object lessons when you're having team meetings and you're showing them.
2: Well, resiliency. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you're never, you're never out of it, and so it's, you know, it's just the principles of competing and. You know, one play at a time mentality for sure. That's that's how they play.
1: There you go, Chris Peterson, Washington head football coach, and very complimentary of BYU. He's a guy who's very familiar familiar with the Cougars, having played them while at Boise. Also pl- facing off against the Cougars last year in Seattle in a game that the Huskies simply dominated all the way around. You heard him talk about this is a new uh, offense for BYU, new quarterback, and I think they're ready for it. They've got a lot of film on Zach Wilson at this point. They've almost got a game, a season's worth of film at this point him having started what six seven games last year as well as the first three this year so come on a full season's worth of film so they should have him scouted pretty well but the nice part is I think multiple teams have had Zach Wilson scouted well so far this year and he's played relatively well all the way around so it's a big opportunity for the Cougars to go out and really uh, strike it big once again. I feel like the momentum coming into this game is an, is an advantage for BYU. They're playing at home once again in front of their home fans. I'm expecting the crowd at BYU to be at a fever pitch tomorrow. I think you'll see some extra fans show up. They announced 62,000 last game for USC. I'm hopeful of hearing that a sellout comes from tomorrow's game. But if you haven't gotten your tickets, go to BYUtickets.com. Scoop them up before they're gone or hit the secondary market, whatever you got to do. Just be there and support this team as they go and do battle with Washington tomorrow afternoon. All right, we'll break a little more into depth about certain players on Washington's team to pay attention to in the next segment. Coming up a little bit later here in just a little bit, we'll also get to the results last night for both BYU women's volleyball and women's soccer. 2-0 last night and also get to your weekend uh, schedule for the other BYU sports as well. So a lot to get to on the podcast. Before we get to some of the in-depth stuff, on Washington players do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the show and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. They share a faith-based bond with all of their members. But they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their members. So they're asking right now, what is your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you considered refinancing your home to save some money and help fund your passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, guys. And rates right now are still low. So now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep some more money in. In your pocket with a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First Credit Union, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month. Everybody wants to have extra money in their pocket. This is a way to do it and make it cheap, cheap and easy on yourself, guys. Check it out. The DFCU mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you've bought multiple homes, or you've just got an investment property you're considering getting, they are ready to help you. Call them 801-456-7070. That's 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-term mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June thirty.
1: A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around in your vehicle or just having some downtime at your house and you want to stay up to date with everything in BYU sports, make sure to tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news as we aim to keep this podcast as your number one avenue for all things BYU sports news each day. Thanks in advance for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys. And you can find this show everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, the Google Podcast. Sphere. You also can go to um, iTunes iTunes and download on Apple Podcasts, obviously. Spotify, Stitcher. Essentially, if you can hear a podcast on a service, you can hear us on Locked on Cougars. Once again, thanks for your continued support of the show. I'm Jay Catch here your host on this daily podcast. Let's talk a little bit more in depth right now about Washington players to keep an eye on overall. I think that the biggest name on the offensive side of the ball is Jacob Eason, and that's not literally – Jacob Easton stands six foot six, a good looking athlete, plain and simple. He looks every bit the prototypical quarterback that every coach in America wants. He originally signed with Georgia out of high school, started there as a freshman, then lost his job due to some injuries and in. in not necessarily the best play overall, but now he is the starting quarterback at Washington and on the season, he's got a completion percentage of 69.2%. He's thrown for 773 yards. He's got seven touchdowns against one interception so far this year, and he's been sacked four times for the Huskies. Uh, In the two games where Washington won, he's absolutely gone off. Against Hawaii, he was 18 of 25 for 262 yards, three touchdowns, 72% completion percentage. Great rating, 199.6 rating, QBR of 87.9. And then the season opening win over Eastern Washington, passed for 349 yards on a 75% completion percentage with four touchdowns, an 80, a QBR of 85.5, and a quarterback rating of 193.1. But then you look at the one game they lost, and it's his least effective game, and that's the loss to Cal 20-19. Only had a 60% completion percentage in that game, one interception, no touchdowns, three Three sacks, his quarterback rating plummeted to 41.8. Now, last week BYU decided you know what, we're going to sit back and bait the freshman quarterback, speaking of Keedon Slovis the USC quarterback, bait him into making mistakes. I don't think you can do that against Jacob Eason this week I think he's a guy you kind of have to attack a little bit more, bring four or five, six man pressures at times and get in his face. Uh, Cal in their game, Cal's got one of the best secondaries in the country and I'm not saying BYU has a bad secondary but they're not on the level of the Cal Bears, plain and simple and I think the BYU they can't just trust their guys to sit back and hope that Eason just decides you know what I'm just going to throw the ball all the time Chris Peterson Bush Hamden the offensive coordinator at Washington they have watched the film against USC and I guarantee if BYU decides to sit back and just rush three guess what they're going to do all day long they're going to use their three headed machine at running back speaking of Salvan Ahmed Richard Newton and Sean McGrew all of which bring different uh, tools to the table Newton's more of your traditional big back 160 62 yards on the season, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. Salvin Ahmed's got home run speed and he's more of that uh, ability to go around edge on the tackles. He leads the team with 246 yards rushing and then Sean McGrew, just a true scat back. Not a very big kid, 5'5", five 5'6", foot five, five foot I think 165, 170 pounds, but he can do a lot of good things cashing the ball out of the backfield and just making plays on the edge. And if BYU thinks, you know what, Washington, we're going to sit back and let you guys do your thing. Bush Hamden is going to shove the ball down BYU's throat like they did a year ago up in Seattle, and this game's not even going to be close. BYU's going to have to attack Washington and Jacob Eason. You've got to get after him. He's got a lot of veteran receivers. Speaking of Aaron Fola and Andre Bachelia, kind of the lead guys, Chico McClatchers had his moments as well. They're going to pick BYU apart if BYU can't shut down the rushing game and force uh, Washington just to throwing all the time. This is a team that very much prides itself on being balanced. Speaking of Washington, Hunter Bryant is actually their leading receiver on the season. A tight end who plays more like a wide receiver. Think of a smaller, sleeker Matt Bushman type of a player six foot two 230 pound athlete he's got 15 receptions on the year for 236 yards an average of 15.7 yards per reception he's a great player and he's a great difference maker for Washington so if I'm BYU I go into this game thinking you know what we're going back to what we tried to do against against Utah and shut down the run make this a passing team and take our chances there because I think you see from Jacob Eason when he faces off against an elite defense particularly an elite uh secondary, speaking of the Cal Bears, he struggled mightily and they were able to get after him and sack him a little bit. BYU's defense has been a little bit leaky early on this year, especially in the rushing game. It'd be a great game for them to come out and really shut things down. I think guys like uh, you think of Naisa Mahe, Lorenzo Falatea, Kairos Tonga, the interior of BYU's defensive line, this is the game where they need to really step forward and play like they did late in the game against Tennessee earlier this season. They've got a show up. They've got to plug holes. They've got to be able to make plays all over the field because Washington's a team that is going to come in here and just try and pummel BYU like they did a year ago. Multiple players this week speaking with guys like Matt Bushman, uh, Zach Wilson even acknowledged it. Washington beat the pants off of BYU a year ago in Seattle, and I don't think the dogs are coming to Provo thinking anything different is going to happen. It just happens to be on the road this time. Uh, flipping over to the defensive side of the ball for just a minute here. I think you're going to see some interesting lineups from uh, what Washington likes to do. They have a co- uh, co-defensive coordinators. Speaking of Pete Kiwakowski and uh, who's the other coach I'm trying to think of? His name off the top of my head. Let me look it up right here. Jimmy Lake. That's who it was. They're very innovative. They will put three, five, two, they'll put whatever they have to put on the field to, to have a successful defense. They're replacing nine starters from a year ago. They haven't had the best defense that they've had during Chris Peterson's time so far this year in Washington, but they've got plenty of talent. There's no doubt about it. Kyler Gordon and Kyler Manu, the two Kylers, really great players. Kyler Gordon is a defensive back, leads the team tied with Kyler Manu for total tackles at 17 on the year. Both of them great players. Miles Bryan is a future NFL player. He is, I guess, second on the team in tackles on the year. Miles Bryan is a guy who's going to try and lock up BYU on the perimeter at wide receiver I'm interested to see how BYU's wide receivers do against this secondary this might be the best secondary outside of Utah BYU has faced so far this year Uh, they're the type of team that prides themselves on being able to go one on one go man on man and really free up their linebackers and defensive linemen to get after the quarterback and if BYU's not ready for it could be a rough, long game for them. I feel like this is a big opportunity for BYU. Uh, the defensive line for Washington's got a lot of talent on it. Benning Potowae leads the team with two sacks on the season. You have guys uh, also along that defensive line, including MJ Tafisi, kind of a, a guy who rushes the passer, particularly on the edge at linebacker, a former Alta High product that BYU is going to need to be aware of. You're just looking up and down this defensive line. line, Sam Taimani, formerly of East High School. BYU's offensive line's got its work cut out for it. They've got to be ready for this game because if they're not... This could be the game where BYU fans get brought back down to earth a little bit and they get humbled because Washington's got all the talent in the world. They're the defending Pac-12 champions and they're not a team that's afraid of BYU and I'm not saying that any team should be afraid of BYU. These these kids are all competitors, plain and simple. They're competitive players. They want to play well. Well, you've got to go out if you're speaking of BYU and get it done. Uh, Puka Nakua makes his return to the Wasatch Front after starring for Orem High School on the offensive. side of the ball. He's got one reception in his career. It went for 28 yards and a touchdown. Talk about an efficient stat line there. I think he'll be very motivated to come into Provo, play at a place where two of his older brothers had signed with. One of them st- starred in a BYU uniform, speaking of Kainakua. And I think that is going to come in expecting to really dominate the Cougars and have an opportunity to play well. We'll see how it shakes out for him, but I'm expecting that he is going to be motivated and I'm hopeful that the coaching staff at Washington lets him play a little bit more so BYU You fans can see him up close and personal, but got to be careful if you're BYU. This is a game you can't come in thinking, you know what? We just beat two power five teams. We'll be all right. We can hang with these guys. That's the wrong mentality to come in. They've come in with. They've got to come in with that mindset that they're zero and three or one and two, and that nobody respects them. They're not two and one in their minds. They can't have that thought that you know what we've arrived. Because if they think that Washington Chris Peterson are to come into Provo, punch them in the mouth, and leave laughing with their victory at the end of the day. So it's a big opportunity for BYU once again. Keep an eye out for all these guys I've mentioned on the Washington side of the ball. But I'm hopeful BYU comes in with that hunger and that uh, fight that they've shown through the first three weeks of the season, and we'll see what happens with this. My prediction for this game, you're probably wondering what it is, I'm going to take Washington in this game. Uh, The line has been sitting around a touchdown for Washington all week long. I think that's a fairly good number to kind of settle on. I'm going to take Washington 31, BYU 26. So I think BYU covers the line just barely, but I think Washington gets the win. BYU falls to 2-2 two and two, and then we will turn their attention to the remaining eight games on their season and the Toledo Rockets next week. Alright, so there you go. Some of my thoughts on Washington. We will take a short time out here. Come back on the other side. Catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Where the Lady Cougars, in terms of the women's volleyball and women's soccer teams, how they did last night and where you can catch them in action this weekend. So still a lot to get to. Before we do that though, need to remind you guys that Vivid Seats is one of our proud sponsors here on Locked On Cougars. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace that is dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. You're probably wondering, okay, what do we get back with this Rewards Loyalty Program? Well, first off, I need you to go download the app on the App Store or Google Play. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and those credits you get back range anywhere from 10% up to 16% credit back on all of your purchases, guys. It's a fantastic way to get rewarded for rewarded for the events you're going to otherwise. Whether it's sporting events, you're going to see music artists in action, or if you're just going to the theater, Vivid Seats is here to help you get the tickets to the events you want to go to. And of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee, guys. Check it out. It's a fantastic way way to get rewarded for the event you're going to right now you enter the promo code kickoff at checkout using the vivid seats app you can receive a discount of up to 100 a fantastic offer all the way around so check it out guys vivid seats rewards loyalty program on the vivid seats app vivid seats a proud partner of locked on cougars and the locked on podcast network
0: it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles
1: All right, guys, as we close out today's Friday edition of the podcast, wanted to run down everything else going on at BYU women's sports real quick. Number 12 ranked BYU women's volleyball team went on the road last night and beat number 18 Utah 3-1, three sets to one, to win for the ninth time in the last 10 meetings between these two teams. An absolutely dominant performance for BYU on the home court of their rivals. So congratulations to Heather Olmstead's team off to another good start this year and hopefully they continue to keep that up conversely the number seven ranked byu women's soccer team was on the road in lawrence kansas last night beat number 14 kansas 2-0 another impressive showing for byu congratulations to them winning at rock chalk park they are perfect 7-0 on the season this is a team guys if you haven't seen the women's soccer team for byu in action get out to south field there's a big bad team there that is just absolutely dominating their opposition right now. Other events going on this weekend. Let's run down real quick. The men's tennis team will be in Tucson, Arizona this weekend for the Wildcat Invitational that starts today and runs through tomorrow. The men's and women's swimming and diving team will be at the Utah BYU Relays up here in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Utenatorium. That is tonight beginning at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Women's volleyball is back in action tomorrow as they head to number two Stanford. They'll be playing at Maples Pavilion. This has become a little bit of a rivalry going back and forth. Both teams winning on the opposing floors. Hopefully, BYU can go out and have a good showing here. This game is scheduled for 1 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be televised on the Pac-12 networks. You can get links to the stream for Pac-12 networks on the BYU Cougars homepage. You also can check out live stats at the BYU Women's Volleyball page as well. Uh, football, of course, in action tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, taking on number 22 Washington. That game will be on ABC or ESPN2 if you have over-the-air TV, you should be able to catch it on ABC and of course the BYU Sports Network, the radio network will have Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson on the call of that game One final note for you, actually two final notes for you is that the women's soccer team is back in action tomorrow as they head to Manhattan Kansas, they stay out in the Midwest as they face off against Kansas State uh, That match is scheduled for 5 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow, you can watch it on ESPN Plus, the network the BYU football will be on next week you also can hear it on the ESPN Sports Network tomorrow night after the BYU soccer game. It'll be live on air for you there. Hopefully BYU women's soccer can make it a perfect 8-0 on the year. And then early next week Monday and Tuesday the women's golf team is back in action at the Coeur d'Alene Resort Collegiate Invitational in Coeur Idaho at the Coeur Resort Golf Course. You can check out live stats links on the BYU Cougars website if you want to track that a little more in depth. So there you go. The full weekend schedule for BYU sports. Enjoy it guys. It should be a lot of Fun. We'll have a recap edition of the football game tomorrow for you after it goes final. Stay tuned for that. And, of course, we'll be back on Monday. Film review, getting you ready for the week ahead as BYU marches into the second part of their schedule. They've finally made the run through the Power 5 teams. And then they open up at Toledo with the final eight games of their season starting next week. We'll start getting ready for that next Monday. So, thanks again for your continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. We are brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit. Union, as well as Vivid Seats, and our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Right now, any service at All Guard Pest Control, you can get $30 off just by mentioning you heard it here on Locked On Cougars. Give them a call, 801-851-1812, or check them out at allguardpestcontrols.com online. It's a fantastic way to save some money on your pest control needs. Give them a call, All Guard Pest Control, a proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Friday whenever you hear this. Enjoy. Enjoy the game tomorrow and we'll be back with you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for September 20th, 2019.